Minute is rated R. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is also rated R. We're going to spend this time discussing the movie in gory detail, and along the road we will talk about some adult content and use some of our favorite swear words. Cooler, gum, whirly gigs, arf arf and arf! Consider yourselves warned. Alright, welcome to Rocky Horror Minute, the podcast where we discuss the Rocky Horror Picture Show one deliberating minute at a time. My name is Kelly. And I'm Leandra. And we are your hosts. Today we're discussing Minute 4. Minute 4 is still taking place during the song Science Fiction Double Feature. The In the last minute we ended on said George Pal to his bride. So that's where this minute picks up. I'm going to give you some terrible thrills. And then it finishes out the second chorus that we've already heard once. Science fiction, double feature, Dr. X will build a creature, etc. And we see production credits during this chorus. And boy, howdy do we. Uh, (laughs) There are some pretty zesty things in this. I'm not going to go through every single name because we start getting into, instead of one name or two names per slide, for lack of better parlance, um, we we start getting into like five or six names or even more. And some of these people, there just isn't a lot of information about them. The, the first thing that pops up, it's original music and play, music and lyrics. Richard O'Brien. We've already talked a little bit about Richard O'Brien. Well, maybe a lot of it. We're probably going to talk a lot more about him. Richard O'Brien, sponsor us. Yes, we love you, Richard O'Brien. Yeah, not your transphobic comments, but um, but again, if you sponsor us, we can work something out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he, he did use his music skills, since we're talking about original music and play. He used those skills with his wife of the time, Kimmy Wong, for a pop duo called Kimmy and Ritz. <laughs> they did some classic songs like Merry Christmas, Baby, and... <laughs> I was in love with Danny. And now Leandra's going to sing us a bit of Merry Christmas, baby. Uh, no, I'm not. (laughs) Needless to say, I'm definitely going to be looking these up, and it might change my entire life. Not sure. Hopefully, though. Next up, we have the page for screenplay. And, of course, Jim Sharman and Richard O'Brien co-wrote the screenplay. Jim was an Australian director who did a lot of stage direction at the time. That's how he met Richard O'Brien. He cast him in a 1972 production of Jesus Christ Superstar. Richard O'Brien was an apostle and a leper, which I would kill to see. Next, we have musical direction and arrangements. And that was Richard Hartley. He actually comes up later on in the credits as incidental music, Richard Hartley. He is not one of the originals from the stage production, but he had a super prolific career in in creating music for TV and film. He's responsible for the music in what I affectionately call a fever dream. It's the 1999 Alice in Wonderland made-for-TV movie. If you haven't watched that, and you can't sleep well at night, then probably skip that one. But he did get an Emmy for that, and of course for contributing to Nightmares, I'm sure. 
classic Whovians out there may have heard his music when the sixth Doctor, which of course is Colin Baker, is on trial with the other Time Lords. The series episode is called Mind Warp, kind of like Time Warp, I'd like to think. And that was released in 1986. Moving right along, we've got the director of photography, Peter Susitsky. And what did you just call me? Well, I called you a Susitsky. Okay. And what is a Peter Susitsky? Well, I'm going to answer that question with another question. Mm-hmm. What do you think the following films have in common? Okay. Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm. Litstomania, The Empire Strikes Back, Naked Lunch, Immortal Beloved, and Mars Attacks. Oh my god. I mean, I'm going to assume it's Peter Susitsky, but I am shocked that we can six degrees of separation Litstomania to like Mars Attacks. He uh, he was the director of photography for just so many things. I just went through the list and found the ones that I thought were the least like each other. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I I love Mars Attacks. I had no idea that the same person who did the photog- uh, the uh, the DP on this haha um also dp'd rocky horror <laughs> it definitely makes sense just looking back and going oh okay i can definitely see some i wouldn't say references but kind of similar feels moving on to the next person is graham clifford which if you look at it, it looks kind of like it's cream so the the callback at that point is oh my god they creamed clifford <laughs> But when people aren't making fun of his name, they're talking about how he also worked on The Man Who Fell to Earth. He later seems to have pivoted over to directing, so moving out of film and music editing. Did a lot of TV and made-for-TV films. I think the coolest one that I saw on that list was he directed an episode of Twin Peaks. And just throwing it out there, the wiki page on this guy doesn't even mention Rocky. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Well, I'm just, I'm, uh, you know, that's Rocky Horror Picture Show at this point in time is a pretty big deal for it to not be that that really speaks to somebody's career if it doesn't even bear mentioning on their Wikipedia page. For sure. And of course, when you go to IMDb, it's one of the first things that pops up. But I thought that that was just very interesting. Yeah. Next up, we have Design just says design which is i think kind of strange and that's brian thompson he's another person that also met jim Sharman while working on uh, that production of hair seriously without that production of hair who knows if there'd be a rocky and you don't see him a lot in film Uh, he really works with musicals and operas he is the person who is credited with thinking up the lips yeah that's right. We talked about him in minute one, in fact. Yeah. So thank, uh, thanks to Brian Thompson for that. So by design, I guess they meant set design? No. It, I know it wasn't costume design because we all know who's to blame for that one. And we sure will but... talk about that soon. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so when we say design, we're talking about sets? Not sets? It's not really sets. Um, it yeah. just seems like... He's the designer for 
ultimately a lot of musicals and opera. So I think that it's more, um, he might be doing set design, uh, but he's also doing things like kind of setting tone with, uh, with everything. I see, I see. So you brought up who's to blame. Who's to blame. And that leads us wonderfully into our next, uh, next piece. It's the original costume design by Sue Blaine. People asked her about costuming in this movie after the fact, and she does often uh, in interviews speak very kind of clearly about her recollections, some of which are just like wrong. <laughs> but uh, some fun facts about this, the costume budget for the Rock Hera Picture Show uh, in its entirety was $1,600. And she she put together a lot of really cool stuff with that money. Uh, some of the corsets were upwards of 200 bucks. So just think about just the the amount of stuff that she had to throw in there. I love this quote from an interview she did back in 1979 with Patricia Morisot. Uh, Sue Blaine says, there's still a lot of awful moments in the film. In the church scene, the actors <laughs> look very ill-fitted. And did you notice Janet? Her hat is all bent out of shape. I still think my biggest mistake was with the Transylvanians. I can't pretend to like them. Their costumes are just dreadful. And I think doing them as individuals, a shike here, or sorry, a chic here, a midget there was too indulgent. They should have looked identical, almost mass produced. So I, I disagree though. I really love the yeah, Transylvanians. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I'm, I'm not sure I can agree with that. It's funny because we, I mean, of course the callbacks make fun of her costuming and say she's to blame, etc. But I actually love the costumes in this movie and I think that they're so iconic. I think they're a big part of the reason the movie is so iconic. But uh and you know as a shadow caster it's frustrating, but uh there is so much detail in the costumes that that I, I think she she really did an amazing job of putting interesting details into every costume that generations of people would then have to figure out how to recreate. There's a lot of work put into it for something that I, it sounds like she like the for sorry. So for the Transylvanian costumes, if she wasn't a fan of those, I'm shocked that she put so much obvious effort into it, you know? Yeah. And as I said before, that, that, looking at some of the nuances of the Transylvanians, and we will talk about these Transylvanian costumes later on, I'm sure, but it just, it looks very, very detailed and very delicate. I also think that it's yeah. kind of interesting that she did the original costumes for the, uh, for the Rocky Horror Show, and there are some costumes that met, uh, that kind of translated well to the screen, and others that she just completely changed. Like, uh, Patricia Quinn's uh, costume for Magenta uh, switched to a very, uh, very subdued kind of maid outfit for the film, which I've, I've really thought of as kind of an iconic Magenta look. But if you're looking at stills from the, uh, from the Rocky R show, completely different. It's more of a lingerie look. Oh, I didn't know that because again, I haven't seen the rocky horror show live ever yeah definitely take a look at those stills um there are plenty of groups that do the rocky horror show either professionally or in community theater and 
it seems like they go either kind of an homage to the film or they do completely their own thing. I've seen it both ways and both can be do- uh, both can be done really well. I did know a girl in high school who played the lips. Like uh, she dressed as a giant pair of lips to play the usherette, <laughs> I guess, but I mean, but her her character's name was the lips in this community theater production she was in. Well, that's fun for her. Yeah, I mean, as you can see, I did not go to her production even though I was in high school and didn't have anything better to do, so. I've seen several productions of it, and it's always a fun time. Uh, It doesn't even have to be, like, a good production for me to enjoy myself. Yeah, I I think I would feel the same way. I I honestly would love a chance to see it now. I just haven't really had one, honestly. In our area, it's not done very often. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that once we get out of coronavirus hell, we will we'll have live theater again. It's one of the one of the many things that I Pepperidge Farm remember. Pepperidge Farm is an official sponsor of the Rocky Horror Minute. Well, they're not yet, but they can be. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Sue Blaine, uh, you may you know she may have some frustration with the costumes, but I honestly really love her work in this movie. Oh, yeah. So next up is Dance is Staged, David Taguri. And it doesn't say Dance is Choreographed by, it's Dance is Staged. And I think that David Taguri did do the choreography. Uh, Just because looking at his other credits, it seems like that's a thing that he did a lot of. He also did choreography for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And... Kelly, just take a wild guess where Jim Sharman found David Deguri. Uh, production of hair. You are correct. Yet again, another <laughs> another hair alumnus. Man. In a way, hair is really the father of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Or at least the dysfunctional uncle. We, uh, we're now getting to uh, some of the final slides that have a couple of names or one or, uh, or one name we uh, we're going to this next one that has camera operator Dennis Lewiston it's one of my favorite callbacks um, it's spelled d-e-n-i-s depending on what you're looking at it really should have two n's that's kind of the standard way of spelling Dennis I don't know that it was a typo because it looks like at that time, he was credited as Dennis with the one N in a couple of other things. So not 100% sure why he decided to to go with that. But I referred to kind of my favorite callback. It's, does that say Dennis or penis? Dennis has two <laughs> N's, so that looks like a drippy dick to me. <laughs> That's funny. I really, I really dig that one. And on that same page... We have Dick Frift. I don't really have much to add to the fact that his name was Dick Frift, uh, other than <laughs> I love that name. Like, imagine, uh, imagine the balls that you have to have to go around in life as Dick Frift. He was also the construction coordinator for 2001: A Space Odyssey. And those are all of the credits for this one. Some fun stuff. I definitely skimmed over a couple, but. If you are one of the people that I skipped and you are still alive, please let me know and I will 
I will spend several minutes talking about how amazing you are. Yes. If you endorse our podcast. Of course. If there is any any particular production credit that's a that's of note that we missed that anybody has anything to say about i'd love to hear it honestly oh yeah uh that's really all i had for the actual minute content unless i mean there isn't really anything else to discuss besides the credits yeah the that the only thing that i'd throw out there is uh this is uh, this is one of those really great times for the audience to yell callbacks. They, there's a re- there's a lot of stuff on the screen that they can play with, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in the next minute, of course. Uh, but Trixie also uh, can have a real fun time with this one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've definitely uh, seen a couple of really fun Trixie routines, and at this uh, at this point... We're, of course, wrapping up, and there's, uh, if you're going to have a stripping Trixie, they're probably not wearing many uh, clothing articles at this point. And what I like to do when I'm choreographing a Trixie routine is this is the part where I start wandering around the audience. If I have candy, this is when I start throwing it at, uh, at the audience members, and uh, that always makes people just super happy to be alive. I remember the one time, though, I I had like three or four Jolly Ranchers um, in the bucket still, and I was about to go backstage, so I tried just flinging them out of the bucket. I ended up whacking somebody directly in the face with all of these at an incredibly, <laughs> incredibly high speed. I wanted to just melt into the wall. But really, you were melting into their mouth. <laughs> At least not their hand. We touched a little bit on callbacks, but what are there any other great callbacks during this minute that you know of? Honestly, there really are a lot. Um, this is, like I said before, there's a lot for the audience to play off of and they don't have to have it memorized. It's all written there. Uh, they can go like, oh, this is uh, this is where there's Dennis Lewiston. I can make fun of his name because, uh, because it's only one N. The only thing that I would throw out there is if you get somebody who knows like a lot of callbacks, this is where things start to get a little bit like a stream of consciousness yell. As you're trying to uh, trying to get everybody in, yeah. the The main one I know of is, of course, the "Who's to blame?" "Sue's to blame," um, and that's a classic. But I, I don't know a lot of the ones for the different production names. There are some people that uh, that like going, ladies and gentlemen, Dick Number One, and then you see Richard O'Brien's name, and then ladies and gentlemen, Dick Number Two, and again it's Richard O'Brien. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dick Number Three, um, Richard Hartley. What happens when you uh, put three dicks together? You get a Peter. That sort of thing. <laughs> I think that that's cute, but it's a little bit of a long, uh, a long sell. Yeah. Yeah, it's a slow yeah. burn. But definitely worth it. Yeah. But that's all I have. And if you are also done, I guess that we can end this one with 
uh, with the same thing that we end all of our episodes with. Yeah. So now you don't, you don't have to go <laughs> home, <laughs> go but home, you can't but you stay can't here. So get the, the fuck, fuck out. 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 That was swell. Yeah.